but also I do think I do think like as someone like you know I had I had like a wild life, but I never thought it was like extraordinary. And until like I started telling it to people, and people were like, "What? That's a crazy story. You should do something with it." So I do think that it's like sometimes it takes an outside perspective to like really see like something shining, you know? Because when yeah, you're just living. You're just like experiencing life and trying to like survive and get through things. And you're like later, like unless you have that sort of bird's eye view to just look at your life and be like, whoa, did I just survive a pandemic? Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're in it, it doesn't feel like it sometimes. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thanks, Rachel. Love, love the mic. Does, Megan says it looks like a disco mic. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Oh, that's a good name for it. Disco mic? Yeah, disco mic. Because I haven't mic. named her. <laughs> disco mic, you just got a name. Or Roxy. That's so good. <laughs> Ooh, Foxy, and I Roxy. do often... S- I often spend a night at the Roxy. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Me and this girl, we spend a lot of time together. That's right. Well, that's I right. love it. Yeah, I love disco great. mic. Thank you for the compliment on my mic. Um, I do like to bling things out when I can, especially fake bling. Um, <laughs> and if uh, you guys remember, I, I put this on a rapper's chain and walked oh. onto the stage of the Ambies That's right. with this thing detached and around my neck. Oh, it's I the do same remember. mic. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I do remember Loyal. that. I actually, I had to watch that later on tape because <laughs> I was uh, escorted off the stage. Right before you went on. But yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's right. And what an amazing moment it was to be in Vegas at the Ambies and to hear your name called from the stage as a recipient of two Ambie Awards for Chalino Sanchez. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Wild. I know. It's like a blur almost. Like it feels like it just happened yesterday, <laughs> but also like it never happened or it happened a very long time ago. So much has happened since then in the world that it's like, wow, I forgot we were all in Vegas and it was it was so fun. Yeah, it was it was great seeing you and it was great winning, obviously. It was so fun. Did you all enjoy the podcast movement like I did and the Ambi Awards? We didn't stay for the movement. <laughs> we moved. Ooh. We moved out of there. You know. Yeah, we were. All, we we're also like deep in production on Wild, so we yeah. we only went. Yeah, just for the awards, and then and then we had to be back in LA, and like even even in between the awards, we're like writing and taking Zoom meetings and doing all the things you have to do for for shows. You know, um, but it was nice yeah. to have like a break, like to just enjoy. And also, like, it was nice. It was like they glammed it up. It was it was nice. It was very, very, like, they leveled it up for sure. I agree. I decided to stay. And just mind you, I was in Vegas for no more than 36 hours. <laughs> it was the most accomplished trip I've ever, like, I did so much. And I got in a few hours of sleep, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Just a few. But going to the podcast movement, so I'm, you guys, I'm a member of the Podcast Academy, and I love to see people's faces because I've been communicating with many of these people via email. And so to meet them was great, number one, but just to see what our fellow podcasters are doing in this space, to hear the innovations in technology and the websites that we use and the tools that we use as podcasters was also nice. But 
Eric and Megan, I really can't tell you how it's just really audio gold to, again, hear your name called from the stage as a winner um, and to hear all the success around wild is wild. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you guys say the word wild? That's my first question. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I say it a lot. And uh, I think I say it more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan, def- you say it more now that we made the show. I said it a lot way before the show, which is kind of how the name for the show came about. Oh, I like this. Because I am like, yeah, wild is one of the, you know, everyone has their like catchphrases. I know we're not like TV characters, but we all, I feel like we all have our catchphrases. And my one of mine was like wild for sure. And now, and now, of like, course. it's such a, a word everybody uses a lot, but, but it was a word that, you know, I used like most of my life for sure. That's true. My catchphrase is amazing. Everything, <laughs> everybody always makes fun of me because everything's amazing. I'm making fun of myself. It's amazing. But yes, I like to say people are amazing. Things are amazing. That's my go-to catchphrase. Adjective. Megan, please finish this this round of the game that we're playing here. I, I feel like I have a few. One is, you know what I mean? It's always like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, oh, that sandwich is good. You know what I mean? Or like, man, the world is on fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, yo, are you listening to me? That's true, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and the other one I say is, it's true. What yeah. you'll hear in the show where yeah. I'll be saying something. I'll be like, yeah, these dumplings are great. It's true. You know, mm-hmm. just to like, just to like punctuate the thing that I said a little bit more. Like, are you listening? I'm making sure that you're listening because I'm telling Emphasis, you exactly yo. with a phrase. I'm not though. gonna steer you wrong on dumplings, so I need you to listen to every dumpling exactly. word that I say right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. In New York, we do that, but like it's like naming. It's N A H mean. You know what I mean? Like naming. Like yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) Naming. Wow. And as podcasters, our listeners are like quick to call us out because we're putting ourselves out there, episode after episode. There's no escaping this. (laughs) Not to quote the beat nuts, but they no escaping this. Like if your ism is your ism, the ism is gonna be clear on the episode. So speaking. So speaking of wild, we are gathered here today and not to sound all, you know, rabbi or justice of the peace. And like, I'm going to marry you guys here, right here, right now. But wow, love is in the air. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) When you listen to wild, I mean, wild season one is award winning. I mean, there are so many awards. I was reading through um, what your press people sent over and I'm like, I didn't even know about this one and that one. I'm like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> it deserves all these awards. Now you gifted us with Wild Season 2, which centers around a love that is true. I'm feeling poetic right now. You guys are inspiring. <laughs> I, I love love. Aww. Who doesn't? The haters. the haters. I mean, I... I, I... Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, no, no. I, that's, I, you know, I think that this is the this season we're focusing on like that transformation. Tell us all about it. That transformation from someone who doesn't love love to someone who does, you know? Yes. Because at the in season one of Wild, on episode, well, yeah, episode seven, but just throughout the season, I was very much like, I love love. And Eric was like, I was like, I love rom-coms because it's it's not because it's like not real life. 
But I think in real life, I was like, I'm never, I'm never doing love again. You know, I, I kept telling Megan, like, I'm never falling in love again. I'm never going to do that again. And so much so that it, like, she asked me why, like the backstory. And there was this thing that happened to me. And based on, like, this real life thing that happened, we decided we wanted to sort of tell a story about this inner transformation from someone who doesn't believe in love to someone who does. And we wanted to do it as like a full on rom-com. So we did a season which is uh, totally fictional based on my life, based on this thing that happened to me. But we get we put together a writer's room. We broke story. We wrote this really uh, unique season where it's like a hybrid of the documentary style mockumentary style with uh you know straight up like rom-com for your ears and it's a story of this guy named eric (laughs) based on (laughs) me and um he's telling megan a story and the story is about this time he went on this wild road trip with this woman from Southeast LA named Luna and how they went on this journey sort of that like doesn't really quite work out sometimes. Sometimes it feels like they're in a rom-com. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, it's like, it's honestly like, you know, like, like if, if you're in a, in a toxic relationship, sometimes you don't know if it's a toxic relationship. Sometimes you think it might be just part of the story of the rom-com story. Like, and we just kind of, wanted to like throw all that into like like a pot and like mix it up like some like good jambalaya and and what wound up coming out is this story of a of two people who decide they're going to move across country and then they plan it out and sort of on the first day of their road trip to this big move they break up Well, she breaks up with him. She breaks up with him, and then they decide to finish the road trip anyway, and that's kind of the story this season. The who? Sorry, I just want to say the who breaks up with who is always important. You know what I mean? Sure, but I'm just trying not to give away too many spoilers. But yeah, it's it's all good. Whatever. You know, it's not like uh... because I think the yeah, like I feel like the yeah, you're right. The who breaks up with who is important, but it's also like. Like sometimes relationships are at that point where they're at a breaking point and someone's going to break up with someone. And it's really like, does the relationship have a natural expiration date? And only one of them is like brave enough to kind of say it. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not mean? Not mean? Not mean? Yeah. You mentioned also something that resonates too, like in relationships, like we don't sometimes know, you know, that there's an inner hater and our significant other and whatnot, because we tend to normalize the behavior. And like, you know, it's really interesting when they're competing for the same job in the series and like, you know, the competitiveness in a relationship too, like that's there that maybe the, you know, the two don't talk about, Mm. but it's interesting. Like, yeah, that when you're with somebody, it, right? Like when you're with somebody in show business, let's just say, and and you're going out on auditions, and you know somebody's you know nailing it, and like you know others not so much, or or whatever the case may be, 
there's there some questions enter the formula there around love like does love surpass that like can you put those feelings to the side you know what i'm saying so it's really interesting to hear some of those relationship nuances in the show and you know, I resonated with some of the things that were brought up. I also love hearing Melina Bobadilla's voice. <laughs> oh my right. gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's incredible. So fantastic. Yeah, we know her, Eloeleros. You may know her from Orange is the New Black and Hentified. But my, 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 what an amazing voice actor she is. Holy smoke. Even some, speak about smoke, some of her like smoky lines, you know what I mean? I'm like, dang, girl, she went there. Yeah, Oops. Melina. Yeah, so we should talk about our cast. You know, we, we we got like this fucking killer cast of actresses to play the characters in the show this season. And then a lot of um, supporting roles, too. It's done by incredible people. We have Melina Bobadilla, as you said. We also have... Gabrielle Ruiz from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We have uh, Atsuko Okatsuka, this incredible stand-up comedian who just had an HBO special called The Intruder. Uh, we have, yeah, we have Taylor Kaufman, Rafael Agustin. Um, we have a lot of people from LA Studios, like, giving us their voice, like the legendary John Rabies in an episode. I mean, it's just, it, it, it was like, how do we create like, how do we make a legit Southeast L.A. rom-com for your ears? Well, we wanted to have, like, a killer cast. And, and thankfully, you know, Melina is a friend of mine, and um, she was super down and, like you said, is incredibly talented. And, like, to take something on the page, like, you know, it does all start with writing these kinds of stories, but the actors definitely bring it to life, and, and they did an incredible job. And you guys have been busy. Like what I love about what you're doing is not only in your writing, is it innovative and interactive and it, it challenges the listener to really listen and work a little bit. But now I see that you're you've becoming experiential with your podcast, with live events, the spring fling. You and LAS, shout out to LAS, who's like really again, like at I guess the the production and the production side of these innovative executions and and just taking the podcast beyond the airwaves. So talk to us about talk to us about some of these amazing events that have been taking place. You're also on the radio. Yeah. Right? yeah, we're gonna be on and the radio. And there's something coming up. Yeah. So tell everybody about like what's going on beyond the podcast airwaves waves around wild season two well well when we pitched wild season two they wanted us to think almost three-dimensionally four-dimensionally from the jump yes. right it wasn't just like we're gonna make a podcast we also pitched them online articles that can go on the website and then doing live events like you're saying and then um yes being on the radio which is la's biggest um, one of their biggest reaches because they started as a, as a radio station first. And so I feel like we're kind of in this new place with Wild Season 2 of experimentation with distribution. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, Megan's right. I think here at LAist, um, LAist, you know, is, is a radio station in LA. It's LA's number one NPR station. It's also, you know, one of their leading alternative news websites, news organizations. It's also got like their social media following that's pretty big. And so, and then they have a, a live events, um, 
branch too. So they have all these things. And in the past, it was very almost like one thing was its own thing and what siloed. Siloed, yeah. And the new strategy, like, which I think is very interesting and very revolutionary, was to like, we're all one thing. And when we do one thing, even if it starts in like one of these locations, whether it's at LAS Studios, at LAS 89.3, at the live events center or at, on on social media or LAS.com, like it's wherever it starts is going to live everywhere. And so that was kind of the vision that they have for this, for the, for the company. And so we were like, let's figure out a way to do that with this show. Like, you know, we we're always trying to be sort of not only just team players, but very cutting edge. And so yeah, the live event, which we recorded, and it's going to be one of the bonus episodes that you'll hear this season. Um, oh, great. Yeah, we got to play um, like a rom-com trivia game with uh, Sam Sanders, uh, who's uh, an incredible, legendary like person in the podcast space. He used to have this show called It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders on NPR. And now he has Vibe Check and Intuit with... Um, yeah. with Vox. Vox, yeah. And and, and he's so and, and Gabrielle Ruiz who's on the show. So they they played and then we had, you know, some of our like Erica Washington, who's uh the editor of our newsletter here, How to LA newsletter, and, and we played games and it's fun and, and I think people are Is gonna Is this the game that I saw with Sharpies and yeah, Oak yeah, Tags? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was rom com <laughs> trivia. Like, it's yeah, great. it was so much Tell fun. Yeah, we danced. We had tacos. My, you know, my mom showed up. My whole family my was mom there. Showed Megan's up. mom. Yeah, it was <laughs> I... It was a family affair and it was really dope. And um, I really, you know, I, I like to credit, like, in terms of, like, podcast live events, some of the, some of the, like, best live events I had ever gone to was, like, uh, Mala and Diosa's Locatora radio events here in L.A. Hi. Shout out to Locatora Radio. Yeah, and the Latinos Out Loud live events. Uh, Like, yeah, y'all, I feel like, you know, like... Thank you. The the women in this space have long led, like, and and blazed the trail for, 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 like, especially, like, as Latinas, you know? And so to, to be able to do that... It was really quite an honor for me to be like part of that. And again, like the, the people who wound up actually doing all of the work were also, uh, you know, women and, and females. And and uh, I just kind of showed up and was like, blah, 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 blah. Um, because, I, you know, Eric. that's just my style to just show up day of and, and, and try and be me. But it, yeah, it was an incredible team to put that together. Thank you, Eric and Megan. I got to tell y'all. So Eric, specifically you, I feel like you're part of the fabric of this show. Oh, thank uh, you. You've, you've been a repeat guest. We've known each other for quite some time. That's right. We go back to NHMC. NHMC. Mm-hmm. Shout out to National Hispanic Media Coalition and the Latin Extreme Showcase. Uh, Eric and my writing were featured. And, you know, I keep I keep stumbling upon both of you along this path. Vegas, Napa, right? You know, yeah, we're, Zoom. That's right. And now both of you have become part of the fabric. There are certain guests and those close to me in the podcast sphere. We keep fueling each other. I look to you both as part of that ecosystem of fuel for podcasters. When we unite, 
And I'm going to keep bringing up Vegas. I'm telling you, when we united there in that room and we're hearing each other get honored with awards and acknowledgements, it's not about the trophy. For me, it's more so about hearing the acknowledgement and that levels us all up. Level up, level up. We all level up together. So thank you for the fuel. Thank you for all the creativity. You guys are podcast creative cannons. You just keep, you've got the cannon. It's probably loaded with more. (laughs) So I'd like to hear Wild Season 3, anyone? Uh, I will say, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'll do a little shout out for for Megan because Megan is, you know, an incredible storyteller, a legend from way before. I mean, she created this podcast called Millennial, which, you know, millions of people listen to. Um, and she created a, an incredible podcast named Snooze, which was which also won like best episode of the year from Spotify last Ooh. year. <laughs> Just incredible <laughs> universal content. You know, um, I've been interviewing both my parents oh. and I have about like 12 to 13 hours of audio of Damn. just interviews. And it's really because their story has always moved me, but I wanted to hear more about it. There was always the like, I hate to call it the elevator pitch, but like their love story of my mother being Dominican and my dad being an Eastern European Jew from Brooklyn, New York, and them finding love. Mm. I wanted to know what else was surrounding that love. And what came about was me understanding that there was also political refuge and escaping the dictator Trujillo and the Dominican Republic, you know, that my mother found love as an answer, as a solution, as a gateway, you know, and it was just so magical how all those pieces came together. She was here on vacation. She wasn't even living here at the time. And Mm -hmm. she went back to DR and was like, no, this is not going to work. She's like, don't love me. Don't love me because I'm not going to love you. And you're a Jew and that rhymes and I'm Catholic (laughs) and this is not, it's not going to work, you know, but like y'all and through wild, like they made it work. And learning those details about the dates that, you know, she stood him up on. And we still persevered. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yes. When is this show dropping? I this know, should be a show. This is great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Honestly, friends, I'm trying to figure out what to do with all this magic. Sure. And maybe we can talk offline about it. Sure, you know? sure. Happy to, happy to chat anytime, Rachel. But that's incredible. Yeah, you- I, I think the story, our parents, that's the thing, like, we always think, like, oh, my God, our lives are so wild. They should be a podcast or they should be a TV show. But I feel like our parents had the same, like, or even more of, of an interesting journey and story. So I'm I'm super, like, wow. Um, we interviewed Rad Tuna, um, Chris. I can't think of his last name. Garcia. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Garcia. Chris, I, I know his Twitter name, Rad Tuna. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Eric. Yeah, of course. So, Chris Garcia came on the show and also talked about him uh, getting audio uh, from his dad before he passed away and then turning it into a show. And that inspired me because my dad is 81 years old. My mom is 75. Um, We're very close. I love their story. Their story made my story. So I got to love their story. Did did your mom convert? Yes. Okay. She converted to Judaism. But 
I like to say that she kind of ghetto reverted because <laughs> she stopped believing a little bit and like yeah. And sometimes like when it she sometimes she could she to Jesucristo she turns to Jesucristo and being like oh. she be religion code switching yo <laughs> like straight up. That's hilarious. That's a great. That's also a little great story yeah, right there. That is a great like story. a scene you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We talked about that and like, you know, I then I really like messed up the game, too, because I was brought up kind of both. Mm. But in 2014, I was baptized, received Holy Communion and confirmation. Bing, bang, boom, all at once. The name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm Catholic. (laughs) And my dad was really upset about that, you know, just like not being the Jewish girl that he tried to mold. But anyway, it's it's more to come on my story at my parents. Story. My question to all of us in the room is like, why did our parents diminish it? Like, did y'all parents diminish their stories? Like I heard the same pitch or the same spiel every Thanksgiving like oh it was on this day that uh, you were actually created Rachel it was Thanksgiving and your mother and I'm like wait wait there's more to that story and there's more to your love story let's hear it why was it diminished throughout all these years they did they not think it was cool or something well you have a you have a kid right yeah yeah, do you, I got two of them. You got two kids. I got two of those you things. got two kids. Yeah, do you do you hype up your story? <laughs> I don't get one. <laughs> yeah, are you? I mean, that's yeah, true. Do you tell I them, don't. Right? You tell, I yeah, mean, it's. I feel like that's the thing, right? You're right. Because you're busy trying to you're trying right. to like make sure they that your kids survive, right? Also, <laughs> that they see you as the authority. <laughs> that's you know true. what I mean? That's you can't true, just yeah. be that's like, true. right? You can't just be telling them all your stuff, Word. right? And then like, hey, kids, pull up a milk crate. Mommy's got some stories. No, it's not like that yet. Not really. Yeah. But also, I do think, I do think, like, as someone, like, you know, I had, I had, like, a wild life, but I never thought it was, like, extraordinary, and until, like, I started telling it to people, and people were like, what? That's a crazy story. You should do something with it. So I do think that it's, like, sometimes it takes an outside perspective to, like, really see, like, something shining, you know? Right, because you're just living. Yeah, you're just living. You're just, like, experiencing life and trying to, like, survive and get through things. (laughs) And you're, like, later... Like, unless you have that sort of bird's eye view to just look at your life and be like, whoa, did I just survive a pandemic? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like it sometimes. Uh, my, My dad... I'm trying to ask my dad questions all the time. And he does he says very little like very <laughs> little but if somebody else asks him a question i just happen to be in the room boom it all comes out mm, you know interesting so it's a different dynamic yes yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden he'll just start telling stories and i'm like wow had literally no idea <laughs> yeah when when you talk that's to, my mom yeah, yeah. when you talk okay. to, i was gonna ask you when you talk to your mom rachel and your dad like is it hard like to get them going do you have to like kind of drag it out of them no, my dad is a boombox, okay? He's a jukebox, a boombox. You just put another nickel in and, you know, the Nickelodeon plays. But uh, with my mom, I had to bring in some vino, vino blanco, <laughs> vino rojo. And vino right? veritas. Uh... <laughs> vino veritas, exactly. And so that is how she trusted. Um, so oh, we nice. needed for her to open up the trust. And it was still hard to open up the vault. I'm like, this Dominican vault is like a mess lock right now. <laughs> the code is real hard to crack here. Um, and also my mom was given side eye 
to my dad during the storytelling of some of the things that were like never discussed. And and I had to even ask my pops. I was like, why'd you just tell me that? He was like, because if not now, when? Oh, that's a great line. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, yo, your, your dad is a, your dad's a jukebox, and he's yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. Shout out to my dad. Yeah, my she... dad's a, a public school retired public school Spanish teacher, you know, so he he's a real good communicator. He's great at giving speeches. Just so you know, I think like my podcasting, Hello Apple you Tree, should, you doesn't should fall bring far. Them on. Yeah, you should have them on the show. You, you think so? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that's number one, like a uh, must. Fun. I think that's a must. Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, you guys. Yeah, I'll get them on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you I'd, should bring them on the show. Yeah, I would love to listen to your dad. And your mom. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Okay, I will do that, and then uh, I'll choose whether or not to air it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exclusive right. and exclusive. Yeah, and then but then just re- just remember, like uh, you know, twenty thirty years from now, when your kids have like whatever virtual reality show, and they're like trying to get you on, you have to pay it forward to your kids. Don't 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 deny that. it. Don't deny it. Because that's what it'd I, be great. Also. I love those words of advice, and I can't wait for my mom to tell everybody. I am going to I'm going to be on Rachel's radio show. <laughs> uh, she still doesn't know that it's a podcast. I mean, it is a only. radio show. It's just the way you listen uh, to it is through podcasts. So it's confusing. I understand. She calls it the, the yeah her show radio. She's gonna yeah. be on the show on the show, and then my dad forget it. He's gonna really enjoy it. Um, he's always asking me. He's like, "How do I hear your podcast? I can't find it on the radio. I'm looking for it on online on the on the on the Spectrum TV." I'm like, "All right, just ask Alexa. It's very easy." Um, yeah, my parents just you call guys- it on YouTube. It's on YouTube because the podcast is also on YouTube. So. Yeah, that's true. That's my mom, my mom follows us on Instagram, so I don't got to explain anything. <laughs> she's ahead. She's way yeah, ahead. She's way ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she is. She is very ahead. Yeah, way ahead. Your mom's next Guys, level. I hate to wrap this interview, but I would love to wrap it with one last question. Look, there's a lot of people out there trying to do what you guys are doing. And you're doing it at a level that is just in- incredible, Ex- especially now with these other layers of experiential events, this like surround sound, no pun intended, but the surround sound approach to these brands that you're creating in the podcast space, but it goes beyond that now. So what are some words of ad- advice you have for the aspiring writers and creators that want to also get their content out there in an innovative fashion? I I will say like just keep going it's super hard like it's hard to get the things made it's it's hard to be true to yourself and get things made like these two things sometimes can feel like they're a battle and both are difficult on their own so you know for me it's like you never know maybe maybe you keep going your whole life and the thing that you wanted to make doesn't get made but i do know if you stop trying it's for sure not gonna get made so like definitely not that's just my perspective i'm like yo i'm gonna try to do this thing i'm gonna try to do this thing getting this this particular season of wild made was a difficult process that took a long time and a, a lot of yeses and nos and false starts and so but i just kept going and, you know, I think that, that it's easier said than done. 
and it sounds super easy, but it's it's honestly like the 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 resilience factor is what really I think you know is my secret weapon. Hmm. The resilience factor. Love that. Put that on a bumper sticker <laughs> or like a license Sounds like plate a, yeah. or something. Sounds like an old show resilience like factor. that Joe Rogan might have hosted. The resilience <laughs> factor. The real Joe Rogan or the AI Joe Rogan? Because oh, there's you, a bunch of stuff. I, <laughs> I, I don't I know. That, that, really? Yeah. <laughs> that too. So exciting. Okay, Megan, how about yourself? Because you also have a really interesting career path and That's trajectory. True. You know, I think people tend to forget... Um, that we're almost like icebergs in that you only see what is on top of the water and you don't see all of the work it's taken to just get to that point. You know, like Eric has been writing for decades now in many facets of media. And I've been in this industry for 10 years Right. Yes, baby. Yeah. You know, like for real. Tell them. Yeah. So it's not like all of a sudden you jump and you're making a fiction show that sounds like this type of texture with this kind of writing with these actors overnight. You know, like like Eric said, it's just about enjoying every single project and not necessarily thinking results oriented right like that's something that we talk about a lot is like enjoying the process and then my thing is always who is this for if you had to give this show as a gift what is the gift you know and I think another way to think about that is like what is the mission of the project so that it's much bigger than you you know because if if we just think about us and our egos or where we're going to be, then you're, it's, it's only going to, it's going to be as small as that as well. But if you're thinking about like, what is this, how is this going to be packaged as a gift to the world? That's when you have people in New Zealand listening. That's when you have people in, you know, all over the world listening because we made it for intentionally for people, you know? Very well said. I, I I need to pause, and I hope everyone can absorb those lovely words. Yes, these are gifts we're creating. I love wrapping gifts. That's like kind of my thing. <laughs> I do. I love gifts. I love gift giving more so than gift receiving. You know, I mean, to get a nice gift is nice, but like to give a good one mm-hmm. that you put your heart and soul in, that you know the other person is going to enjoy. Boy, does that feel good. Yeah, And that is exactly what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. What an amazing parallel. Guys, I am so, so honored to have had you back on the show, to see you all again, albeit over Zoom. Everyone listening right now, hello, helleros, stop your cars and put your hands together for Megan Tan and Eric Galindo. Here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. I didn't get to do a big intro this time. You know I'm big on intros, so I did a big outro. That's great. Whatever you, I, I, you know, we, you know, we're gonna come back. Like, like that is true. Yeah, that is I, I'm, true. I'm making shit just so that I can come on Latinos Out Loud. Like that's <laughs> that's the only reason I make things because I'm like I gotta go Toma. on Rachel's show. You know, Toma. so yeah, I love hearing that's my that. that's my incentive it. for sure. 
This has been so great. Eloeleros, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have, if not more. This is just so wonderful and inspiring. And to all the aspiring writers out there, shout out to you and to everyone who's out there living their dream and creating their dream and either writing about it or podcasting about it or just doing something about it, talking to their parents about it, getting it, you know, recording it. You guys can record stuff too, you know. You don't need a fancy mic with a bling wrap around it. <laughs> you have a cell phone that has voice notes, right? Or or just write stuff down, but have these conversations. They're so important. Um, I love you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Everybody check out Wild Season 2. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast again, you guys. I'll see you in a different state. Thank you. Yeah. Let's eat on, let's eat on, let's eat on.